0: Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my goal is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. As we start 2021, we need to trust in something that is eternal, that is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek The truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. The episode will begin after a short message. What are the consequences of opposing? disobeying and obeying God. All all actions have consequences. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. In Acts chapter 5, we see the consequences of lying to the Holy Spirit, disobeying the thou shalt not lie commandment. We also see the benefits of obeying God and how bad opposition and persecution can get. Let's dig in. Acts 5. But there was a certain man named Ananias, who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. We saw at the end of Acts 4 that Barnabas sold some land he owned and donated the money to the fledgling church. This was typical of many of the members of Means. However, here we have this couple who conspired to defraud the church. It wouldn't have been so bad if they hadn't lied. Had they been forthcoming that they needed part of the proceeds from the sale for whatever reason, I feel they would have been okay. But they had to lie. Greed and hypocrisy led to their untimely deaths. God is being serious here when he says, obey. Disobeying God is an action that has severe consequences. That's the lesson he's trying to get us to understand god is grieved when we walk in dishonesty if you're catholic and think it's okay to sin lie cheat steal commit adultery etc then go to confession on saturday you're sadly mistaken let's continue the apostles heal many verse 12. the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The apostles meet opposition. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night and opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. Then he told them, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. They obeyed. Get it? When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it all would end. Then someone arrived with the startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death? But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as Prince and Savior. He did this so the people of Israel will repent of their sins and be forgiven. That's what you gotta do. Repent, ask for forgiveness. That's it. That's it. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. See, that's a reward. Obey God, you get the Holy Spirit. When they heard this, a high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was a a fellow, Judas, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So, my advice is leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. I think some. People in the government in California should read this. Verse 40. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace in the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple, from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. I love the line from the movie, God's Not Dead 3. It goes, I'd rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. There are many pastors and churches throughout the world right now who are standing up to government officials who order them to not meet. They're meeting anyway. And growing quickly. Christian persecution happens all over the world. However, Jesus promises to reward us in heaven when this happens. He told us in Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it, be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember that ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So which one are you in this story? Are you living a life that disobeys God? Then you're in trouble, hell is not a nice place. If so, then you need to repent, stop sinning and invite Jesus into your heart. Are you part of a church that's standing up to government officials? Then support your pastor and church leaders in any way you can. That could be with funds or by serving. Pray about it. Have you felt the call from God and the Holy Spirit to preach or prophesy as described in Acts 2? Then do it. Don't let fear stop you. There are many ways that you can help spread the good news of Jesus' salvation around the world. And I have a link in my blog on um, uh, where I've listed some organizations that that's what they do. Everyone will be judged after death. Everyone. Believers and non-believers alike. We learn this in the book of Revelation, and I've done a study on it. If you click on over to my blog, there's a link to it there. Basically, if you're a believer, you'll come out okay. If not, then you're in trouble. And that's your choice. Heaven or hell. There's no such thing as purgatory. That was an invention of the Roman Catholic Church to scam poor people out of their hard-earned dollars. Research it and think about it. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, and yet a one-way, non-stop, take it to heaven that you won't be left behind at the rapture, then you have to invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog, and there's a link on the top that says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 320 22 Look, I stand at the door and knock.